0: Have you heard of hyperbaric oxygen therapy, HBOT as it's known? Well, this show's about it, and I'll tell you. We talk about a lot of different conditions that this could be a breakthrough. Uh, Look, when you lack oxygen into tissues and cells, they will not heal. Your body has the ability to heal those tissues, but unless we can bring that intelligence into those tissues, healing will not occur angiogenesis, bringing oxygen into tissues, Lyme disease, pathogens, all of that we talk about on this episode of Cell TV, so stay tuned. Oh, and by the way, these are two of my amazing platinum doctors, and they, in fact, have a health center of the future, but uh, this is a show you're definitely going to want to share because there's an answer here, uh, as we see so many neurodegenerative conditions, autism, pain-related conditions, Uh, This is part of the answer, so stay tuned for this episode of Cell TV.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome two special healers, Drs. Jason and Melissa Saunders. This power duo are co-owners of a holistic chiropractic and health facility in northern New Jersey, called Core Therapies. They're also the parents of three amazing children and are truly living it to lead it as some of HCF's top platinum doctors. They're here today to discuss hyperbaric oxygen therapy, otherwise known as HBOT, and will share their mission around this amazing healing modality that they implement in their practice as well as in their own lives. So let's get started and welcome Dr. Jason, Dr. Melissa, and of course, Dr. Papa. Welcome all of you.
0: Thanks, Thank Ashley. You. Thanks for yeah. having me. That was Such a nice intro. Thank you. It was a nice intro. Healers, uh, di- you know, powerful duo there. And, you know, and I spent uh, all all it. Yeah, it.
1: they lovely people. We're <laughs> excited.
0: So. Yeah, and we may even be blessed by one of those little angels she talked about uh, popping up. Your dog? huh There's a little angel over there. You told me so. Uh, if we're blessed by that. We get blessed by my dogs every once in a while. Just uproar. So who knows? Um, never disrupt cellular healing TV. You know, I, I love uh, this topic, um, oxygen therapy, whether it's ozone, but oxygen, because you know when people start to not feel well, one thing across the board is that they're lacking cellular oxygen in some aspect. hypoperfusion. And as matter of fact, we even do the toxicity tests where we're looking at a visual contrast test. And the reason people fail, toxic people fail that is because hypoperfusion meaning lack of oxygen to the nerve and the one nerve we can measure is the the, um, the optic nerve and you know so obviously there's a lot of reasons for that but uh, oxygen therapies have been around a long time and have really progressed so let's start there what the heck are we talking about h bot uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy so let's keep it very very simple what does that mean guys
2: yeah. So, I mean, exactly what you said, you know, oxygen is just a, a very fundamental, I, I look at it as a nutrient. So it's just a very fundamental nutrient. Every cell in our body requires to just function normally, let alone to, to heal if there's some sort of issue. And then there's multiple different ways to deliver oxygen, whether it's just sitting here, like we are breathing, having this conversation or, uh, and we could talk about some of the others like ozone or EWOT, and then there's hyperbaric. Mm -hmm. So just very specifically and super basic hyperbaric literally means increased pressure. And so you're basically placed in a, in a hyperbaric chamber, which is a pressurized environment. And as a result of that pressure, it creates an increased uh, gradient. And then that allows us to absorb higher amounts of oxygen as a result of being inside that pressure.
1: Maybe,
0: maybe it's worth explaining why, People would lack oxygen in the cell and the nerve um, before we even get into you know more of like why this is so helpful and what it does for different conditions. So you know we kind of get that, but let, let's start there. What, why, why is this occurring in so many people?
2: I mean, so the the amount of conditions is it's virtually endless. Uh, it's all about microcirculation. So in order for us to get oxygen under normal you know normal physiology, oxygen's carried in the red blood cell our red blood cells are are virtually 100% saturated or close to it and then as long as long as we can get red blood cells into a capillary which is microcirculation and that allows that gas exchange we can get oxygen to whatever tissue we're trying to get it to
0: so yep but, yeah, but, but, why why does so many people even without being diagnosed have this problem of lacking the oxygen getting into their capillary getting into their cells you know what's What do you think is going
2: on there? So literally, with like every type of, you name it, toxicity, mild trauma, whether it's you know physical trauma, TBI, concussion, um, you know, uh, improper uh, nutrient density. I mean, you name it. Step one, you know, there's like a there's a chronic inflammation cascade that we talk about a lot when we're doing lectures. And uh, the beginning of that cascade starts with tissue damage, which is ultimately, again, from all these different sources, but as soon as there's tissue damage, there's microcirculation damage. As soon as there's microcirculation damage, the ability to deliver oxygen to the cell or to actually pull waste products away from the cell becomes hindered. And that's, to me, that's a lot of where the the beginning of that chronic inflammatory process begins. Yeah, it's true.
1: There's also the you know, the two different ways to look at it. So we're not just using it for a lack of oxygen situation. We're also using it, as Jason mentioned and as you brought up, um, for the powerful effects it has as far as inflammation, detoxification, mold toxicity, you know, um, uh, lime, a lot of the stuff I'll... that you, you cover on, on your cellular TV. So there's no. the benefits of the therapy as well. I
0: was just literally reading an article uh, this morning today. Uh, it's about Alzheimer's and dementia, which is affecting, my gosh, I, it's scary you know, when you really look at these numbers. and uh, The article was really focused on the fact that this amyloid plaque theory has been disproven, and yet there's so many billions of dollars behind it, and medications, et cetera, that it, it, they're not letting go of it, and yet it, it's like, so there's a, a very powerful group that still is pushing that literally failed theory, the real theory is exactly what we're talking about. Microcirculation problems. Oxygen decrease to certain parts of the brain. And you know, therefore that's why you see the results you do with this hyperbaric uh, oxygen therapy uh, you know work so well because the real issue is there's certain traumas caused by toxins, other, you know, like you said, you know, nutrients, whatever, a lack of blood flow, tissue damage, greater lack of blood flow, and now that can lead to inflammation. In the real cause of Alzheimer's and dementia. So I think that many people watching this, the first sign is simply brain fog, right? It's like, and that's why when they do this therapy, they go, "Oh my gosh! It's like I, I can think." Well, we just really just improved that capillary and that oxygen flow into the brain. So, right. what other what other conditions are you seeing that, like, hey, look, this is a game changer for?
2: So a lot i mean yeah we
1: see a lot in our in our clinic in new jersey we see a lot of um autism because autism is just really prevalent here uh we see a lot of people for a hot uh-huh. there you go
0: i knew the queen
1: for, would arise <laughs> for uh toxicity challenges <laughs> oh you should see what she just did she she shut her foot that's
0: all right that's so funny like I up. Okay, I up. I shouldn't, I shouldn't I on okay I'm sorry I, I, i'm interrupting I just can't help myself Go that's on.
1: fine um we see a lot of people dealing with Lyme also just being in the northeast um, yeah. a lot of people that have brain fra- brain fog chronic fatigue uh inflammatory you know pain-based conditions mm. fibromyalgia uh, concussion we see a lot of concussion mm we see a lot of, yeah, a like variety said, of dementia variety also yeah.
2: um for various reasons you know patients that are undergoing or in different phases of uh you know a cancer treatment of some kind mm-hmm. uh so you know there's a, there's a very broad base but again it's not that you know hyper hyperbaric gets a almost a bad name because people say well you can't have one thing that cures so many different conditions uh-huh. and that's not what it is it's not yeah. doing that at all it's not curing anything yeah. it's just that like we started this conversation, saying that underneath so many of these chronic illnesses is uh, a different type of damage to the microcirculation, leading to you know inability to nourish the cell properly, leading to further damage, further chronic inflammation. So if we could just break that pattern, yeah, actually get that healing to occur, that's where it has an impact on so many different conditions. Not because you're curing the condition, right. but because you're getting to the underlying
0: cause. Yeah. Some yeah, I mean, you know, through circulation, the, the innate intelligence in our bodies knows how to heal. So your point, this doesn't cure, heal or cure anything, but if we can increase circulation to an area, now we're bringing in, of course, increase in blood flow, but also white blood cells, also things um, that really drive healing that are needed, right? Then once the body, the intelligence can recognize that via increased uh, circulation, now it can start bringing in stem cells. It can start bringing in everything that it needs for healing, and the body is ultimately doing the curing and healing. So really, yeah. that, that's why, to your point, that's why we can talk about this one thing is helping so many conditions without sounding like you know snake oil salesman. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and that's part of why we have so much passion around it. It's so congruent with our philosophy, you know, and our belief in the power of the body. Yeah. We, you know, as you believe, like the body can self heal and and self generate. Um, but we're just giving the body extra amounts of what it needs. You know, the fuel source is similar to fasting. Like we're just helping you tap into our natural potential, and the body does the rest.
0: It, it's so simple. Now, you all are platinum doctors uh, that you know are on our team of you know cellular detox docs, and uh, the platinum is that that level uh, that you're very trained um, in all of the things that we're so passionate about, right? Obviously, cellular detox, fasting, fasting strategies. Now what have you seen this because you know I talk about health centers of the future which is uh, the name of my, my seminar organization that, that trains uh, uh these concepts. Now what have you seen but with the cellular detox the fasting strategies and this HBOT therapy um, uh, your clinics in New Jersey I mean uh, th- this is a health center of the future when you're pulling all these things together.
2: Yeah you know it's it's again something we we talk about a lot when we're doing some some workshops and lectures it's every one of those therapies is is great right if you're doing metabolic therapies like you know diet variation and fasting if you're and and that's just all you're doing i mean you're going to get some amazing results if you're doing really powerful and appropriate uh, detoxification programs you're going to get great results if you're doing hyperbaric you're going to get great results but it's just so different when you bring them together that the synergy of these, you know, one of the things, you know, because we, when we lecture to medical doctors and we're talking about and and we want to say like, well, in research, you know, we have to control all the variables and we can only change one thing at a time and make sure that this is having the effect. You know, sometimes I think from a research standpoint that has a place and it's appropriate to do, but in the clinical environment, if you're addressing these singular therapies one at a time, how many times I've had somebody come in, well, you know i tried gluten-free for a month that didn't work so i put it back and then i was dairy free for a month and that didn't work so i put it back mm-hmm. and then i did this detox program but that i yeah. got so full, but it, it, and you had to do all of it and you had to do all of it for some period of time to really nourish the system enough to actually get the changes you're looking for so you know i'm amazed honestly in the last few years especially having brought in a lot of the different techniques that you know we go through in, in our groups um, to see the synergy of all those pieces come together for people, I mean, there's nothing like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the whole point of the health center of the future. It's like you know you, this multi-therapeutic approach that I have been teaching for 20 years. It's it's our passion. I mean it really is. You know, and so
1: I think what's a big a big part of it for us too is you know anytime you're doing a powerful, really effective, uh, safe detox, you're still going to sometimes get some kickbacks mm. um, and some some reactions. You know, and yeah. for you know, a lot of people we slow it down, and we know how to do that through the through the group and our coaching, and um, but also using certain tools in health centers of the future, like right. hyperbaric oxygen, has made a lot of difference because it can help just minimize that that um, detox reaction.
0: Yeah, listen, i obviously you know this. So I've encouraged every one of our platinum doctors to have the, one of these units in their office. But let's talk about what it looks like. I, I mean, Do you have one near you that you can spin the camera around? I mean, can we, because some people have no idea what we're talking about. Honestly, I, you know, it's, I want to give them a visual. If you have one, hold up a picture. I mean, anything, whatever you have available to you. And then you can start talking about the actual process. What does it look like when we talk about, you know, doing this? I, how long does somebody have to be in there? Like, what what's going on when they see this device? I'm like, what is going on?
1: Okay. Yeah. In- yeah. We can definitely, Jason's looking for a um, picture right now. Our, yeah, exactly. We're in our home office. I should have prepared you for that. Yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. Office. Okay. Um. So we're, our stuff's not right here, the hyperbaric machine, but um, we'll make sure you guys have pictures and the postings and things like that. But Uh, essentially you know for this for this purpose we'll talk about soft chamber so there's soft chamber and there's hard chamber Um, a lot of people that are you know seeking out hyperbaric for the first time tend to go in what's called a soft chamber Uh, they're usually about seven feet long Jason is that the right the right length? Um, and then you basically you lay in this this inflatable area it's nice and comfortable it uh, inflates over about five minutes you feel a little bit of pressure in your ears just like if you're flying so you just stay ahead of it you clear them chew gum yawn swallow Uh, and usually people stay in there for about an hour Uh, it's a nice little sensory deprivation for a lot of people too there's some white noise a lot of people sleep or read you know uh, take a little nap relax maybe listen to some music Um, and yeah you got a picture yeah
2: I don't know I'm not sure if you could see them or not but so that would yeah, be like one yeah. version of a soft chamber.
0: Yeah, uh, so that's about seven feet long to hold seven your average feet long,
2: It's like 32 inches wide, so about the width of like a typical doorway in your home. Uh huh. Um, a soft chamber, look. I mean a hard chamber looks a little bit more like that. So, and that's actually significant, it's the same length. It's about seven feet, but it's 42 inches in diameter. So. Yeah,
0: and, and uh, the, the hard chambers, um, They go higher pressure, therefore more oxygen, and definitely better used in a a professional situation. Now, here's one that you all sent to to Daniel. This is my son. Most people watching knew he broke his back. Uh, This I used uh, in one of my PowerPoints to show the, the different treatments we did to get him healing, you know, remarkably, by the way. I mean, you know, to everyone's amazement. But there he is in the chamber. I don't know if you can see that, but then uh, there, that's the end of the chamber. Yeah. So there he is inside there. Uh, You know, anyways, that's, you know, it was such a blessing um, because we know that that increases the healing uh, capacity, really sped up the healing. So thank you for that. And I got to see it firsthand and experience it, you know, firsthand myself. So uh, Mm -hmm. it it was a a real experience, I'll tell you. (laughs) So go ahead.
1: It's, it's good too I think to mention and like you showed those windows it's nice and light in there I do feel that you know a handful of people when they hear about hyperbaric oxygen and they're curious and they're wanting the benefits of it uh, sometimes we hear people being concerned with claustrophobia mm-hmm. so I want to address that because i I would never want that to prevent someone from getting well
0: it. you know I'm actually slightly claustrophobic because I had like right. on my football team like I was piled up on everyone piled up on me and like since then I've been claustrophobic I had no problem with it I had no problem with it because I, I, right above me was the zipper, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, meaning that I could stop it, open it up at any time yeah. myself. And as long as my brain knew that, I didn't feel constrained. So. Right. I
2: think that's the most exactly right. Like yeah. when we show people that, one, there's a lot of room in there. Two, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you have full control, yeah. right? You have windows, you have zippers, you have valves. Like yeah. from the outside, we can control it. From the inside, you can control yeah. it. And as soon as you know that there's, a that there's a way out, you could open the door basically, so to speak. Um, you know, it it does, it does, uh, you know, calm most people's concerns that way. Mm -hmm.
1: And so just like anything, working with a provider that Mm -hmm. knows that and, you know, walks you through in a slow way so that you feel a sense of control and safety, people are totally fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How how, um, long do you have to stay in to get uh, a benefit?
2: Yes. It depends on the goal. I'd say clinically the majority of people do about an hour. Uh, there are times where it's more appropriate, like, um, Like a pre-workout or you want to uh in some cases where you're doing like uh like neural rehab where you might want to just increase oxygen to the brain to get through like a like an exercise rehab kind of a thing you might only do closer to like 20 to 40 minutes Mm -hmm. Um, but from a typical healing and recovery standpoint the the majority are 60 minutes and then sometimes if we need a lot like if we need to do a lot of sessions over long periods of time we'll have patients either do 60 minutes twice a day or even 90 minutes (laughs) Um, at a time in, inside the clinic or, or at home if they're doing home therapy. So uh, it ranges a lot, just depending on the goal. God oh, bless.
0: God bless. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, so I, I think the next question, uh, okay. Uh, first of all, hold up your book because we're, we're asking a lot of questions. I'm asking a lot of questions. It's not <laughs> we're not prepared. Yet. Oh, I thought you had it out.
2: Yeah, no, so the, the, uh, the e-book just came out like three days ago, so it is out.
0: Well, give the name of your book because they, they can start there.
2: So uh name of the book is Oxygen Under Pressure. Um, it is out, like I said, the ebook's out and then the uh, the paperback comes out in about two weeks.
1: Yep. So you can go on Amazon now if you just type in Oxygen under pressure, you can go ahead and order the digital version.
0: Yeah, right. Perfect. Yeah, no, that's good because I'm sure that you know you you have so much more in there about this this topic. I think the other question my viewers are wondering is okay, I, I want to do this, I want to try this. You know, where where, and how do they find out more or how can they find a clinic or somewhere to get one of these units?
2: You know, so right now, as as powerful as it is and as helpful as it is, um, there really aren't that many clinics, unfortunately. Uh, so there's still a lot of like we still have people who travel uh, easily. You know, to out. we literally so we have our clinic in New Jersey. We have another clinic outside of Philly. Um, and equidistant, you know, it's about a little over two hours away. People travel equidistant from, from both of those, because that's literally how far away most clinics actually are. Uh, um,
1: And that's part of our mission. We're trying to get these in more practitioners' hands and educating them on how to use them. Um, But for now, you know, the book is a really good resource for people to understand how it works and why it works and to see if it's a fit for them. And then from there, if they want to reach out to us and we'll make sure all the resources are posted with this video, we can certainly help find someone that's, you know, reputable and in their area and who is good and skilled at what they're going in for.
0: Yeah, because I mean, there is uh, the protocol is a big part of it, you know, of it working um, for people correctly. So you know, uh, having people reach out to you is a great, great idea because you can point them in the right direction. I mean, Jason, you we typically
2: know, will will help depending on what people's issues are, or if it's a clinic looking to you know build a business and you know treat patients around it. We typically will help them develop initial protocols, but also the the thought process behind the protocol so that ultimately they understand you know why we would recommend this or that or the other for for a particular case we
0: we do get a lot of doctors that watch this so um if they're interested in putting this in i mean you're you're the guy around the country that that does this so you travel a lot with it um is how how are we giving um i don't know if ashley's going to put up your contact i'm sure she will uh, yeah you can give be- it now, you can give it now.
1: If you- yeah, the best resources for sure are uh, the website hbotusa.com. We also... So the-
0: hbotusa.com. USA, that's
1: our company name. And then we recently started a YouTube channel with the goal of educating people on hyperbaric, uh, both practitioners and the public. So if you just go on YouTube and you search Hbot, so H-B-O-T space USA, uh, we post videos on there every Monday and Wednesday. So that's a great place to learn about this as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, perfect. Appreciate
2: that. you can always, uh, you can email us too, just support at hbotusa.com too. So if you're looking for um, a clinic near you or if you wanted information on how to get home therapies or start a clinic, whatever those questions might be around all of this, Mm -hmm. you know, I get, I get a lot of emails. I'm happy to answer them. So,
1: you know, like you said, we travel a lot. We, we definitely, we have a really fun life, really busy life. As you mentioned, we've got three kids. Our office in New Jersey is uh, packed and full and fun, and we're opening clinics and um, traveling to speak on hyperbaric. But it's such an important mission to us because the miracles that we see in our office every day are just are just crazy. And um, you know, parents that are getting their lives back, their life back, because their kids are getting well again, um, or you know, Dr. Mm -hmm. Pompa, as you know, as you went through with your struggles, like when you get your life back as a parent, how that changes. Your family's life, so you know it's a lot of work and it's fun, and we're so committed to it. And you know we're pulled to this because of what we see in people's lives and what's going on. And uh, it's such a congruent, amazing therapy, and it helps the body work better. So yeah,
0: no, I love it. Listen, most you know people learn from stories. Tell your story because you had Lyme. Um, you know, obviously for you all to get so into this, I mean, it, it affected your life, right? Just like everything we do, right? Pain to purpose and yeah. uh, and then, and then, even tell some stories uh just from the clinic you know um that you've seen, because I think that inspires people the most and gets people to take action
1: yeah, definitely um, i it was like two years ago, I think, at this point, so again, we had the three kids, uh Kai was a year old, so we had a four and a six year old as well, and I got hit like hard from nothing to down and out with a neurological form of Lyme i literally felt like I lost my mind in the midst of busy practice and b- busy parenting and breastfeeding and up all night. And um, struggled to find my way to our office, which is two miles up the road. Couldn't remember uh, our kid's friend's name that spend a lot of time at our house. Like literally lost my mind overnight. And so it was really scary. And at the same time, thankfully, we have access to these tools. So, you know, i We had just pretty much started our relationship with you guys as well, mm-hmm. so jumped right into ketosis and fasting and detox, and the hyperbaric I think really uh sped things along you know i yeah. I literally would feel I felt like I had cobwebs in my brain and like I couldn't connect the dots, and I literally felt like someone was vacuuming that out of my brain when I was in there, so it I, I really um, attribute it to me getting my life back for our family very quickly. Yeah. So I'm super passionate about, you know, yeah. helping people with Lyme especially. Yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> what, are, what are some other conditions in your office stories, uh, you know, that change? So,
2: uh, I mean, we, we started with this 12 years ago, and uh, we started because I herniated a disc uh, in my back and had drop foot. And then, you know, 18 months later, back was fine, I was working against treating patients, but <clears throat> I never got the function back in my right foot. And uh, I was at a conference, they had chambers, it looked cool, I had no idea what it did. And uh, I got in, you know, for 20 minutes, a half hour, got out, didn't think much of it, and then all of a sudden, you know, about 20 minutes later I started getting like pins and needles in my foot. And I was like, whoa, is that, am I feeling that because of that chamber? So I went back, talked to the guy. Um, I ended up doing about eight hours in, Four days that we were in Vegas at that time at that conference, and I had left there with about twenty percent recovery of that neuropathy, and that's really why we. So we bought that chamber because so I was like, this is the only thing that's changed my, you know, the neuropathy in all this time. And I was doing, I was doing a lot of nutrition, I was doing exercise, um, you know, we were doing chiropractic, all kinds of things to help. But it was kind of stuck again, microcirculation damage, right? This mm-hmm. is the disc and the inflammation. So, um, so that was like a, a massive recovery there. Mm-hmm. Our second patient was my stepfather uh, he had MS. So he was diagnosed with like a primary progressive MS. And, um, so we did 40 dives in 40 days and he had massive, massive changes. in. again, I, in my head, I said, well, I had a neuropathy. It's a totally different mechanism, but MS is some type of neuropathy. So, you know, there must be some connection here. So we did that and he had amazing changes. he got his gait back. He started doing stairs again, he got his balance back. Um, 12 years later now, you know, they had to change to uh, relapsing remitting because it wasn't primary progressive and, you know, he's doing, he's doing great. He still gets around, you know, really, really well. So um, our next patient was a stroke patient, eight years post-stroke. And all she wanted to do was, you know, improve her her mobility a little bit. But uh, she started driving again. She started reading, like she couldn't read because she lost, you know, partial vision in her left eye. She was able to read again yeah um, so we've and I mean it, it goes on and on, you know we have yeah. kids that you know say their first words to their to their parents like you know, kids that have like been often diagnosed often, with autism, yeah.
1: um, you know have had injuries
2: yeah, I mean so
1: there was one gentleman, really he was one of my favorite guys he came in he had had a a mild stroke as mm-hmm. well and had lost his driver 's license um and you know just a sense of independence and control and a big part of his life, and he did four sessions, and he was so cute. He came in. We have this adorable picture of him like jumping with his driver's license, and it was four sessions. And okay. so, like, the power of that, of you know, Just, getting your life back. I know I keep saying that, but that's what we hear all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's why you're here, you know, obviously. I mean, it's uh, it really, w- whatever we're doing, you know, in a clinic, it makes it that much better. Because yeah. we need that innate intelligence reaching those tissues, <laughs> and I'm sure you see great results too with uh, diabetics, you know, diabetic neuropathies and uh, things that, you know, literally won't
2: heal. Right. Again, it's the same thing, right? It's you know, damage to the circulation from glucose being out of control. It's the same as dementia, right? It's like, so yeah. is, is dementia type three diabetes. So we have all this vascular damage from you know, um, you know, blood glucose not being. You know under control properly and again if you could restore you know there's there's a handful of mechanisms that hyperbaric it just does every time and you know neovascularization is high on that list so we keep talking about microcirculation damage <clears throat> well the fix for that is to heal the vasculature
0: mm-hmm. and
2: one of the most important long-term benefits of uh, hyperbaric therapy is literally angiogenesis yeah so we have all this damage that's accumulated over the years to the microcirculation, to an area of trauma, or to, a, to, your, to our brain, or whatever the case is. And as we continue to get these hyperbaric exposures, this extra oxygen, and it stimulates angiogenesis, we literally go back and heal and regrow yep. new blood vessels.
0: That's it. That's what brain. I was going to say. That that's what angiogenesis means. So it's not just, hey, the therapy's there. But literally, as you do the therapy, you're growing new vessels. So you're getting permanent increase in circulation into those tissues. Right. So yeah. good point. Explain why it works so well for infections, Lyme being one of them, but you know, really it can help with candida, it can help with you know parasitic infections. I mean pathogens in general. Explain that to people because I think that they might not make they get the increase in circulation, but how does that translate into a better immune system or at least pathogen killing? Sure.
2: There's a few, there's a few mechanisms. So one mechanism is that a lot of the pathogens are anaerobic. So many pathogens exist in these either very low or no oxygen right. environments. In fact, they even build these biofilms, right? We talk about biofilms all the time. And the, the biofilms protect them from, let's say, medications or herbs or things like that. But the biofilms also help maintain this very low oxygen environment. So one pathway is you're just you're literally massively increasing the oxygen exposure of your body which is upregulating the oxygen exposure to these bugs and they just can't live in that high oxygen environment. So that's one mechanism. Um, Another mechanism is that, uh, again, there's, there's like 10, I go through it in the book, but there's like 10 different mechanisms by which hyperbaric works every single time a person goes in there. And, uh, so one of those is an upregulation of neutrophil and macrophage activity. So a lot of times, Uh, you know, our immune system is like one of our most metabolically active systems. It requires an enormous amount of energy to continue to maintain, especially these chronic infections. So, in order to keep rebuilding this, you know, army of white blood cells to help kill these infections, um, oxygen is is a critical piece of, of, uh, fuel for that, for that pathway. So, in order to keep the, the number of neutrophils and macrophages up, right, so chronic infections, we often see low numbers of white blood cells so in order to keep those numbers higher and in order to keep the activity of the neutrophil and macrophage very high uh, that requires an enormous amount of oxygen and so by dumping this excess oxygen into the system we're able to uh, increase the the effectiveness of our white blood cells and then the third way goes back to you know something similar to the first version which is um our microbiome so our microbiome is such the critical piece of our overall immune system. And the majority of the healthy bacteria, the probiotics, so to speak, are either either aerobic, like they require oxygen for function, or they're at least very oxygen tolerant. So while we're increasing the oxygen in in the entire system, that makes it terribly uncomfortable or almost impossible for certain pathogens to exist. At the same time, it's actually nourishing uh, the healthy bacteria, the micro, the the healthy part of the microbiome Mm -hmm. so that we can, we can increase the the healthy bacteria while we're decreasing the, you know, the pathogens that we can create a better balance in terms of, um, bugs. Now that's also, that's true of, you know, most mycotoxins as well. So, um, again, whether it's a a Lyme issue or a a bacterial issue, even viral, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see these shifts of oxygen really impacting the, the overall immune system. But, and then with, with something like Lyme, there's two pieces. There's killing the infection. But in so many of these infections, there's, uh, there's all the damage that's occurred as a result yes. of this. Yes. So, um, once we've killed the infection, we're not finished because now we need to continue to have that higher level of oxygen in the system so that we can rebuild whatever the damage was that, that occurred.
1: Well, and for the same reason, you're hearing, people are probably starting to hear a lot about hyperbaric oxygen therapy uh, for people that are dealing with cancer. And so, you know, same thing, a lot of the, the conventional treatments that are used for cancer destroy the system. And so what people are finding is they can get by with less of those treatments, or if they get to a point where they're wanting to continue them, but their body isn't handling them well. Their body then has the strength, and their immune system is stronger, so that they can. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. No. I know it's used with cancer very successfully. You know, so that was one of the questions I actually had. Is there a con- any conditions where it's not recommended, or you know, that you shouldn't do hyperbaric therapy?
2: I mean, there's a few. There there are a few. Um, there are a few chemotherapy drugs that uh, you know their their main side effect is the fact that they're um, blowing through a lot of our antioxidant system, like SOD, like superoxide. Yeah. So you, it's, it's, a, it's a relative contraindication. You just have to be careful and be aware. Um, with people that are overoxidized, you just have to know that and understand the condition behind it. So you might try to rebalance and you know, pre-treat with some antioxidant use to kind of balance some of that oxidation. Um, the only real absolute contraindication is like pneumothorax, like a, you know, mm-hmm. blown lung. Um, you can't have, in order for, in order for to, you to be in the environment, you just have to be able to equalize the pressure. If you can't equalize the pressure, you really just can't be in there. And so whether that's, you know, equalization in our ears, but that kind of, you know, you don't feel pressure in your body. Like, like when you're in an airplane, your ears pop, but you don't feel the pressure cabin. Yeah it's the same thing so but the only place we really feel it is our ears right. or you could feel a little bit intestinally if there's some air pockets or you know like if you can't equalize with your lungs you would feel it you know mm-hmm. quite a bit in your thoracic cavity that's the only reason it's like like a contraindication
0: yeah i i didn't feel any of that mm-hmm. tell the, um explain the difference when would people need the hard chamber that goes to higher pressures and versus the soft chamber being okay there certain Conditions where you'd say absolutely hard chamber, and I know those are harder to find because there's a little more complications. So maybe re-explain the difference, and then what conditions would be right for each one?
2: Okay, yeah. So I would say that soft chambers are basically um, the limitations. There is it's it's less pressure and less oxygen in terms like percentage wise. Now, in the beginning, we only had a soft chamber, and we weren't even adding any ex- oxygen to that, so it was literally just compressed air. And those first few stories that I told you about, like myself, my stepdad, those were just compressed air. Uh, um, <clears throat> so even that, it's still about a thirty percent increase in oxygen. So, uh, real quick, if if you're about ninety eight percent saturated right now with oxygen, red blood cell wise, and you had a a green tank of oxygen in a mask and you were breathing that, the best you could ever do is go from ninety eight to a hundred.
0: Yeah,
2: it's our our oxygen carrying capacity is limited to how red blood cells carry oxygen in our body under normal atmospheric Mm -hmm. conditions, right? So that's an important piece because when you go into a hyperbaric environment, you're literally, you'll fill that 2% like in no time. But what you're doing is you're actually dissolving oxygen into the plasma. So the plasma doesn't usually hold oxygen, red blood cells do, but in the environment of pressure, you can dissolve oxygen into the plasma. That's why you can get such massive increases. So in a soft chamber, no extra oxygen you're running somewhere between 25 and 30 percent more oxygen not not 98 to 100 the equivalent of like 127. so that alone is is pretty remarkable if you add oxygen to that system or as you get deeper and deeper in pressure you create a larger gradient which creates a larger amount of diffused oxygen so in most cases almost all but certainly in most cases uh, even the soft chamber alone, you'll get there, but what you could have done maybe a little bit faster because you had more pressure or more oxygen, you're gonna end up doing a little slower if you're yeah. limited by pressure, right? So the biggest thing is that um, an acute Lyme condition or, an, uh, or a really bad acute infection, I mean, think about it. They use, in a hospital, they'll use hyperbaric for gangrene, Yeah. right? Really terrible anaerobic pathogen. And so hyperbaric is one of the solutions for something like that, especially if it's not, you know, or MRSA even, if it's not responding to, you know, traditional care. So same kind of thing. If it's an acute infection and you're really trying to to have an impact on that infection, higher pressure is, uh, definitely does a a better job faster. Um, subacute infections like typical mycotoxins or, or chronic Lyme, if if it's not really that we're going after the infection, as much as uh, the inflammation and the consequences of that infection usually the soft chamber is enough um, so it, it, the 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 degree of whether you're going soft or hard chamber has a lot to do with uh, how long you've had the condition how acute the condition is how severe the condition is and then how quickly we have you know how much time we have to kind of correct it or your access to it you know for somebody who can you know come to our clinic in 10 minutes or not sometimes it's like just Go to the clinic; it's easier. Yeah. For somebody who would drive three hours to get to the nearest clinic, okay, you know, do some home therapy at, at, at lower pressure, but just do it more frequently so that you can get a similar response. Right. But again, there's so much variation that that's why I think it's really important that you know people be guided to some degree on how to do it because yeah. you know I hear all the time, well, I tried hyperbaric, didn't work. I did it like you know once a week for a month or two, like no chance. Like it's just not. Depending on the issue, most likely that's just not going to cut it. So. Uh, you really want to make sure if you're going after that, whatever that issue is to use this tool, uh, that you use it properly to get the benefit.
0: I'm, I'm sure you cover that in your book. Um, Melissa, you have something to say. But then after that, um, talk about some of the highlights of your book and, and really some of the other things that you cover in your book. Go ahead, Melissa.
1: Yeah, well, about the book and about the the pressure, you know, the magic really is in the pressure. So at this point, you can access oxygen in a number of ways. You can even drink Oxygen, which yeah. still kind of blows me away, the oxygen drink. Um, but the magic is really in the pressure. So, and that's why we named the book Oxygen Under Pressure, because right. as you mentioned, you can put on green tank, you can get from 98% to 100%. And so then it begs the question why would you want to be over 100%? Why do we want the pressure? Well, we like to describe oxygen as a nutrient. So, you know, similar to something like vitamin C, right? Mm -hmm. We all walk around with pretty much enough vitamin C. And then sometimes you might want to mega dose to help get over a cold or to help boost your immune system. Uh, Oxygen does the same thing. So, a lot of us walk around fine, but there's times where we might want to give the body just an extra boost to help do what it does naturally. Um, And so that's where the pressure becomes important and the influx of oxygen. You can only get that benefit through pressure. And so that's a lot, you know, in the book too, uh, Jason covers a lot of that. Like, why do we need the pressure? What does it do? How does it work from a scientific level for people that want to understand that depth? Um, And then also just, you know, keeping it really simple too for different conditions. How does it work for this? Why is it important? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, so... um, many people think like hey here's here's ozone i love ozone i think ozone is a fabulous tool and it has a very particular use um and ewat is a great tool and it has a very particular use um hyperbaric is a great tool again particular use and so it's all about what's the issue what's the goal and you know what what how how do we put it together just because they're oxygen therapies don't mean that they're working on the same system in the same way Working on different systems in very in very different ways And in particular, uh, it is what it's pressure that allows that massive increase in absorption. There's just no other way to get that, that level of absorption Mm -hmm. without implementing pressure. So, you know, the book is, is, it's broken into two sections. Basically it's the first half is, um, really about chronic inflammation, chronic illness, kind of the, the, the history of, you know, how America or other industrialized nations do, but like just the, the road we've all been on where. To, to so many degrees, longevity has continued to grow, right? Centenarians are, you know, some of the largest population percentage growth folks these days. So we're getting this, this increase in longevity, yet we see quality of life suffering, you know, yeah, terribly. Totally. And so why, why, like, so it goes into that. Like, why aren't we, why are we, why are we even wanting longevity without quality? Of life? Yeah, it I don't. Make sense, <laughs> right. So how do we how do we help fill that in? How do we help yeah. grow quality of life to match longevity? And um, what are all the implications? Like, what are all the issues in our world that have led us to this chronic inflammatory you know, cycle? So it really breaks a lot of that down. It goes into how those things have created what would be considered an accelerated a- aging from a biologic standpoint. So even though we have longevity, which is chronologic aging, our biologic aging is much more accelerated than, our, than it should be.
0: Absolutely, which is so true. Most people's cellular age, right. biological age, uh, in other words, is much more than their actual age, which is right. sad. Uh, okay. Because there's technology today like this that it literally doesn't have to be that way. Right. So then I go
2: into what would be considered regeneration. How, how do we, yeah. we fill that gap? And for us, you know, it's no secret we use ketosis and fasting and other diet variations because that has a very specific effect on that exact same process. Right. We use red light therapy because it has a very, right. We use hyperbaric oxygen. We use detoxification because we live in this world. Right. So when you combine that whole big picture, that's where stem cells, you know, that's where that whole therapy list. So we list through in the, in the beginning of the second half of the book, it's like all the different therapies you should consider um and then some resources for how to get those yeah. but then ultimately we transition into the oxygen because there's great you know i mean you have a great book on fasting you know there's great information on some of these other therapies and i think there's just a lack of knowledge a lack of understanding on hyperbaric so the the whole rest of the second half of the book is really just focused on what role does pressure and pressurized oxygen have on that whole process what does it mean how does it work What's the science behind it, and then and then the research on different
1: conditions that that help yeah. people with? It. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's such an underutilized and yeah. so simply effective therapy. It's it's insane, and so again, it's why we're just committed to spreading the word on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on Cell TV. Um, <laughs> appreciate you being a health center of the future, which you are, as you just described. <laughs> we have an answer, don't we? to what the world needs. I mean, and again, we're not ever putting one thing on it, right? I mean, it's it's putting it all together, I think is the brilliance that we do. Um, and I appreciate you being on that mission with me, that's for sure. And I appreciate you spreading this knowledge because again, it's a piece of the puzzle. Uh, as we look at so many people, don't feel well, can't get well because they don't have enough oxygen at the cellular level, can't right. get that that innate intelligence into those damaged tissues. You know, this is part of the answer you
2: have to fix the cell to get well doc
0: <laughs> i'm so glad you reminded me of that
1: <laughs> our third bye. our third outfit change
0: <laughs> so what, what does the queen have to say
1: what do you have to say
0: Bye bye. there you go well we'll leave it with that we'll let her say the goodbyes thanks again i love and appreciate you both thank you so much and get jason's book and make sure you uh, contact them, they gave the information lovingly. So I appreciate you doing that, talking to the people, lead them in the right direction. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank bye you so everybody.
1: Much. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back next week and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern.
2: We truly appreciate your support. You can always find us at cellularhealing.tv, and please remember to spread the love by liking, subscribing, giving an iTunes review, or sharing the show with anyone who may benefit from the information heard here. And as always, thanks for listening.